We're back! Woo! What's up, everybody? My name is Tyler, and you are listening to Good Game We Lost. This is the Internet's Worst Gaming Podcast, and as such, I am the Internet's Worst Podcast host and sole member today, uh, because by we're back, I mean I'm back. Uh, I'm talking, doing a solo pod today. Of course, it's going to be a lot more short uh, by that nature. Um, there's not as, I mean, there's plenty, plenty, of course, to talk about, but talking about it in a vacuum is a lot more weird when it's for an hour or whatever. Um, and I've generally been against solo pods, not because I always inherently think they're bad. Um, sorry, there's a little bit of audio adjustment there, so it's slightly uh, less. It just seemed real loud um, from what where I'm looking at here, or hearing. Sorry, that sounded weird. <laughs> but, and I'm a little rusty, at, if you can't tell. Um, it's been about, two, or it's been, yeah, I, I was, I had it pulled up here. It's been a little over two months. Our last pod uh, was, I believe, April 8th. Let me double check that real quick, because, um, of course, I'm running the ones and twos. I am doing everything today. Uh, yeah, April 8th was the last episode titled We're Back, and I feel like that was a curse or um, a jinx of some sort. I'm never titling an episode We're Back so long as I, I live, um, because we didn't make an episode after that, and just to address that real quick, not like we have hundreds or thousands of adoring fans, um, but there are people that listen, apparently. I've, we've got like 47 listens on that episode, despite me not doing a lot of promoting um, and we've consistently had like a listen a day on all of the pods. I don't know who's out there doing it, but thank you. We appreciate it by we, I mean, mostly me. Um, but I know it means a lot to everyone else that they've been listened to by strangers on the internet. It's definitely cool. It's always a cool feeling. Believe me, that never goes away. Um, but Dominic, Misha, basically everyone, um, just for some reason or the other can't, you know, come on. I feel, I have felt at times unmotivated, um, to keep doing the pod, even though this is, at the end of the day, something I've always dreamed about and wanted to do, and I've got the ideal setup now. Um, but because of those limitations, I think going forward, it's mostly going to be me making videos, YouTube content. Um, I've got some plans for that. Of course, I'm going to do the series that I was talking about in the previous pods, um, but I think just we're going to do probably less pods, although I don't know. We might we may have a Misha and Dominic pod this week. I'm not promising anything, but I've basically, with the sound quality, um, if you can't tell, this should be a lot better than pretty much anything else. I've gotten pretty good working the roadcaster uh, and whatnot. So, and of course, we've got the return of our theme song, which was the Arizona Movie Club theme song, which I, I always enjoyed, I liked, but I felt like maybe people didn't like. Let me know if you uh, agree or disagree. You can message uh, the podcast slash me on Instagram, Good Game We Lost. Or you can go ahead and uh, email us at ggwelostpod at gmail.com. Um, either way, if you like it, don't like it, or you're just listening, I appreciate it. Just wanted to give a quick update on why I'm solo. Um, and it's, you know, no shade at all. Like, I get it. Dominic, Misha, Andy, um, they don't have time. It's it's hard making content and having a full-time job and having a life. So shout out to everyone out there that's doing it. It uh, it kind of sucks. And today, I'm I just felt... Hey, I need to I need to make something. I need to do something. So I wanted to do a pod, especially where um, I don't want to say fresh off E3. It's been basically not quite a week because we had Nintendo's press conference um, literally almost a week ago. It is officially now. Yeah, technically Tuesday. It's twelve thirty Arizona time. This gives you a um, a brief look into my chaotic uh, sleeping schedule because I'm a night person and have a pretty night shift 
um, at my day job. But, of course, I love E3. Um, so let's dig in. E3 is my one of my favorite times of the year. I generally am not a summer person. Uh, despite living in Arizona where it's, you know, hot as fuck all year round, I hate the heat. Um, I may actually be moving this year. Just a little bit about me. I may be moving to a different state. Um, so hopefully it won't be quite as hot wherever I move to, um, depending on where it is. Maybe not all that hot, really all that, you know, I may say wave goodbye to the heat almost entirely. Um, despite I think this week, like, you know, in world news, it everywhere's hot right now. Um, but moving on, I love E3, despite it being in the middle of summer. It has, since I've been a kid, it was like, I didn't always have the money um, or the motivation to play hard games or just like, you know, there's a million games, they're expensive, you're a kid. It was still 60 bucks back then or 50 to $60 depending on the time frame. But E3 was always like this magical week where G4 would just play video game trailers, demos. You'd see uh, Adam Sessler, uh, Morgan Webb, everyone there just watching all these trailers and it was insane. It was like, I mean, you know, obviously this isn't unique. It's gaming Christmas. And then as I grew older, that of course moved into streams, Twitch, whatnot. Um, I will never forget the 2015, yeah, 2015 E3 of dreams. Um, I was watching the Kyle Bossman, Huber reactions to, uh, and Bradley L's, uh, all of them over there at game trailers who are now part of easy allies and Kyle's doing his own thing which is great. If you like video games, go check out what Kyle Bossman's doing. Uh, Delayed input is fantastic. But I watched that live, and there's, there's so many good memories I have associated with E3. And if you've been watching E3 for as long as I have, it always kind of feels like every single year we have this news cycle where we see, is E3 dead or should E3 downsize and downscale? And it does feel like, I remember, was it 08 or 09? There was a year where E3 got incredibly small because they were pushing back from all from basically the swell and just like the tipping point of way too many people. There was like a running joke at some point. Um, I remember them talking about, you know, you basically like someone like me could pretty easily get a, a press pass. And there was just like booth babes. And if you're younger and you don't remember... E3 was fucking wild at one point, and then all of a sudden it got way too small. And so I would say the past decade, it seems like it's been a balancing act of like what, how many people is too many. Um, I think a lot of press, you know, and journalists would say like it, that was the ideal E3, that small one. But I do think um, for the health of the industry, it seems like you need that, you need that middle ground if you need E3 at all. And last year, of course, with, uh, COVID-19 and everything going on in the world, of course, there was not, they didn't have enough time to put together what we got this year, which was digital E3, of course, uh, just a moment. Sorry, getting dehydrated. It's like I haven't talked in a microphone this much. And this room is kind of hot, weirdly, um, but <laughs> we'll move on. So E3 last year doesn't exist. We have Summer Game Mess uh, with Jeff Grubb. He's fantastic too. Give him a Twitter follow. Twitter follow as well. He's pretty connected, uh, similar to Schreier, but not as like hard hitting investigative journalism. More, um, it's almost like he's the pre watch if you like a uh, basketball pre um where he like randomly will just get tidbits that are bombs. Um, Dead Space recently 
maybe coming back. And he was like the first on that. Jeff Grubb is, is awesome. A uh, really good guy. Give him a follow if you don't follow him. But basically he was able to kind of like lay out ahead of time some of the digital events we were going to get from PlayStation. I believe Nintendo did a direct last year, but it was very scattered kind of all over the place. And then this year we've got E3 doing all digital. Um, and we also have Jeff Keighley who does, of course, if you're watching, if you're listening to this, you should know who Jeff Keighley is. I mean, I'm not trying to be mean, but also I don't want to explain everything. Jeff Keighley is like, I mean, he is, the face of the video game industry when you think about um or maybe the face of the video game press in in a sense even though he's not a journalist a lot of people associate him with like in the head of PR of video games even though that's not a title I do think he takes it upon himself to kind of represent video game announcements and the spirit of of E3 essentially that hype Jeff Keighley cares it's, it's kind of interesting because he's definitely not like a Twitch streamer reacts, but you can tell Jeff Keighley absolutely gives a shit about video games and about important news and what drama is. So he basically decided, you know what, I'm going to rally the video game industry, or at least I'm going to rally the E3 portion of this, kind of do my own show, um, but not everything will be in one week. Um, and then E3, which is not just this week of business, but it's an actual organization. Um, which I, I mean, if you don't follow video games the way I do, or some people do, you may not know that E3 might just be that, that week of video game announcements. And it, it's like, it's E3, but it's not, no, a lot of people don't think that's an actual, um, business slash organization, but it very much is, uh, I forget shit. I forget the name of what it actually means, but essentially they did, uh, host an actual event. It, it was all digital Jeff or Greg, sorry, Greg, Greg Miller of Kind of Funny. Uh, he hosted it. He's a great host. But it kind of feels like this year more than ever, um, because it was smaller, because it was digital, because it was so weird and scattered. The fact that I had to unload like two to three minutes of lore for this E3, like those cries of is three is E3 done where at a higher, like, they were louder than ever this year. Um, and first of all, why do people want E3 to die? I mean, I get that it sucks for some game developers. I get that it can be expensive. And I'm not sitting here fighting for E3, the organization. Um, if Jeff Keeley can competently take that week over and we can just all refer to it as E3 but whatever, he's the one that's making the money for hosting it, um, and it's still a week-long event, I think that's ideal. Um, and I know, I think it's easy to, as an insider, I like, I don't have the numbers, but it video games, despite being this huge... Uh, huge absolutely you know monolith they make you know there's plenty of sales figures out there they make more sorry I'm, I'm getting lost in my thoughts a little bit but they make video games basically make more money than any kind of media um whether that be you know movies yeah music any of that shit Mo video games make more than all of it and e3 is that week of free agency it's the play or the playoffs it is absolutely like, I don't think it's about necessarily needing the mainstream media's approval. It's not like, hey, CNN, 
is talking about this video game or Good Morning America or whatever, it's less about that than I think it was in the past and more just about the collective hive mind. All these people on Twitter, all these people on Twitch, all these people on the internet, YouTube, wherever it may be, looking and talking about new games. And I know a lot of people keep saying, like, developers can, you know, just do it on their own time. You have your own announcement. Um, and I love any developers. I love so many of the, and I thought a lot of the smaller conferences um, were like not smaller conferences because like like Gearbox for example Gearbox sucked and I think the simple the simple answer to did E three suck this year is kind of um, I love E three and I was disinterested with a lot of it I also don't think the way that some people think and I'm like this may come across as Xbox hate but it's not um, they just didn't have a lot to show and I thought the show itself the pace was was good was fine I think that's how you want to run a show. But objectively, if you look at that list, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of heavy hitters. And the games we did see, I don't think we saw enough. I don't I think Xbox tried, and there's you should give them so much credit for that that they tried. But they certainly I don't think they carried E3. Um I don't think Nintendo did either, although I personally enjoy Nintendo's um direct a little bit more because it had more games that I'm interested in. Even though I do now, um, I don't know if I had one, but maybe I did. Uh, But the last time I recorded, I do have a Series X now. Um, So, of course, I'm going to play all those awesome games. Uh, You know, they look look solid. There's a lot of really solid-looking games coming to Xbox. But you felt Sony's Sony's lack of presence there. Um, And to be honest, Sony may have given us a lot of CG trailers, too. We might not have gotten a lot of gameplay. I don't think this was ever going to be the year E3 rebounded. Um, Schreier has talked a little bit about this a little bit on Twitter. Jason Schreier, um, he's very plugged in. It, it, like a lot of people have talked about, this is the year we will feel the effect of COVID, not last year, which makes sense because last year a lot of the stuff that released was close to release anyways. Um, and how much work was done in this year plus period, 18-month period, or 15, I guess, really more, March is when it started getting big, and I'm sure a lot of those companies, um, you know, started moving their employees to work from home, as, like, my company did in April, you know, whatever. Um, How much work could be done, it probably slowed a lot of progress. Uh, We saw, and even games that were probably initially planned on being close, I think you can take a look at uh, Deathloop, for example. That originally... Um, was was slated for last fall, and now and then it got pushed, and then it got pushed again, which happens with video games. But I think Deathloop was probably a game that originally de- they definitely thought it was coming in twenty twenty, and then with COVID, it's got a full year pushback. Um, and I think it's possible Halo Infinite misses its release date. Um, I think I think the fact that we're getting video games at all in twenty twenty one is kind of a miracle. Um, And we should definitely be grateful for that. And I want to talk about that overall effect in a little bit. Um, But E3, like, I have a docket here of what I wanted to run through, so I don't make this too filler and too ranty, which I realize now I've definitely ranted. But I think if you like my podcast, you definitely like a little bit of that. Even if if you stayed or came for Misha and Dominic, I apologize. If this sucks and people don't like it, you can feel free to let me know that. Like, hey, don't do it. Don't do solo pods. If you like it, if it gets listens, I'll do more solo pods. It's really that simple. 
Um, a lot of my content will be, though, as I mentioned, on YouTube. Um, and I'll try and get them involved with that as well, but it's mostly going to be easier to do solo stuff. This is almost uh, an exercise and a reason just I love talking. Um, it does, even if I don't have a ton of interaction, feel like you're hanging out with people, like other people are talking with you um, as, you know, a group, an audience. Um, and this is like an exercise because I do want to use some of these ideas for videos. Um, I may not do E3 specifically, but on my docket here, I had E3, does it suck now? My answer would be no, but this year did kind of. And I think getting back, you know, circling back here to my original point, I think we need E3. I think games need E3. I think that hive mind, I think hype matters. And I think specifically hype matters for single player games, for indie games. Getting to be in Sony or Xbox, and I don't want it to be like, oh, you know, they're greater than thou and you're so lucky. But I think just numbers-wise and eyeballs-wise, it matters to get on Xbox or or Sony's um, or Nintendo's showcase uh, as an indie game. I think it matters for all those people, for all those companies to be pushed together, um, you know, and I don't, I think people will stop watching your directs way more than you realize if all of a sudden, and I say, you know, they, or like I'm talking to developers, which I'm probably not just random fans like me, but I do genuinely believe people will, like, I know I'll stop watching I'm If, unless I'm getting paid to do this full time, if, a direct by Ubisoft is announced a day beforehand, hell, a week beforehand. I'm not going to schedule my schedule around that. Um, with Sony, State of Plays, probably with Directs, kind of, even those are though those are all really shortly announced beforehand. Um, but I think this week matters. And like I do, it's not like I take it all off for work, but there are people on the internet that say that. Like they take work off for this week. It matters. Single player games, I think, need that hype because they don't have the constant cycle the way uh, multiplayer games do. With Twitch and YouTube, there's always going to be eyeballs, and those games are evolving, and they are constant. Whereas single-player games, that's kind of your stage. That's your big shot. Um, and, of course, there there's like cycles and waves for those single-player games when the PR comes during release and whatnot. But I think E3, that collective, we're all tuning in I think it matters, and I think it's, I do think it's possible for indie games, and we've seen, um, you know, tons of games rise to the top of all of those games. Like, I, a lot of people will position it as, like, you're some indie going up against, or a smaller game going up against big games, but we've seen that work to a lot of games' advantages. I don't, I think this notion that, hey, you shouldn't show up to E3 because everyone else is. Like, I, I kind of think that's, like, um, I just think it's, I don't want to say too negative. I just, I don't want to say it's, it's being a coward because um, that seems a little mean. But it's definitely this attitude of, like, well, our game's not good enough. That's bullshit. Like, I, I just think it is. I think you absolutely, positively can be, even if you're not, like, the talk of the show, even if you're not Elden Ring, you can absolutely be talked about, and I think this this E3 um, was a good example. And I, it's not just like, oh, hey, people finally care about indies. There, there have been plenty of good examples in the past. I don't want E3 to die. I care about E3. Maybe it dies anyways, but it does feel like people have been talking about this forever. 
Um, like, will E3 die? Do we need E3? My answer will always be, I think it is necessary. It is a blast. It is fun to me. Um, but time will tell. A lot of people watched, though, this year, and I think a lot of people were disappointed. I think that's understandable. I'm not blaming developers. Things have been very hard the past year. Um, that it, You will never catch me blaming developers for anything like that. But I do think E3 is necessary. I think it's fun. I want it forever, but I realize now I've been talking about E3 for like 15 minutes. So let's go ahead and just real quickly, um, we are going to talk about it a little bit more. But this, My highlights of the show, Elden Ring looks awesome. I don't care about Metroid Dread. I'm happy for people that do. I might play it. Um, people that listen to the pod know that Breath of the Wild is my favorite game of all time. So, of course, Breath of the Wild 2, uh, that trailer, I mean, I'm very worried. It's not going to make it in 2022. At the same time, let it cook, man. Just let it cook. Like, I'm I'm very excited for it still. That trailer was cool, even though it wasn't, like, a good trailer in the sense of we, we learned it. We learned some things about the game, but it also just kind of looks like Breath of the Wild with more cool stuff, which there's nothing wrong. It just want, it left me wanting so much more, and that's but what we got was still good. So a um, little conflicted uh, just because it's bit, or not conflict, more bittersweet. Just, yeah, it's, it sucks that it's not coming probably anytime soon, but it will release. It's not like Nintendo's going to... Um, they're not going to pull a Metroid Prime 3 on us, I don't think. Uh, it's just, you know, they got hit, of course, by, uh, COVID as well. Um, I'm trying to think of some other, I'm looking through the announcements. I, there were lots of things I was, ex- you know, I'm looking forward to, but maybe not excited about, uh, as mentioned, Elden Ring is one of the big ones. Um, I'm like, I'll play a lot on most of the things in Microsoft's conference, but there was nothing that was like, yeah. Um, I, I mean, like I'm definitely looking forward to Mario Party. Uh, that'll be a blast. Guardians of the Galaxy looks uh, looks really fun. Um, but, yeah, that's highlight of the show. It's Elden Ring. Come on. It is, it's Elden Ring. Um, also, that Final Fantasy Souls game that obviously is not uh, Final Fantasy Souls. Uh, Paradise. I don't have the name. It's like Paradise something origin. It sucks. Uh, it looks like it sucks. I have not played the demo the combat looks like it's fine. Like, yeah, I mean, I, who am I to say, I'm not here to, to say the combo is, you know, I'm, I'm no souls expert. Um, but it definitely doesn't look like souls, which I'm not first to say that. Uh, but people I know are excited about that. That looks like it sucks. No offense to developers there, but Square Enix makes some, some really weird choices. Um, and sorry, I was buying a little bit of time here cause Okay, pulling up the docket. I was skipping segments almost. Um, real quick, Kojima game, am I a believer? So there's, look up Kojima in Blue Box, I believe it is. Um, long story short, Kojima has a Hideo Kojima creator um, of the Metal Gear Solid series, also of Death Stranding, has pulled kind of this like neat little trick before uh, where he basically lies and says, hey, I'm going, or, like, he doesn't lie initially. He basically fakes being someone else. Uh, so that that fake person is lying or whatever. 
Um, you know what I mean here. He comes up with a fake studio, and then he releases this game. That game before... So with Metal Gear Solid 5... Excuse me. With Metal Gear Solid 5, the whole trick, what what he did, was he essentially said, hey, uh, I'm going to... Or he created a trailer for a game and everything, and it was the Phantom Pain. Then it turned out to be Metal Gear Solid 5, the Phantom Pain. People were kind of on that a little bit beforehand. Then he really pulled the wool over people's eyes with PT, which he shadow dropped, slash the developer shadow dropped at E3 of all places. Um, and it was supposed to be this little horror game called PT. Turned out to be um, a just crazy acid trip. Like, what's going on here? Insanely, like, kind of hard as hell to beat and uh, finish. Um, but if you finished it, which, you know, you got a trailer that was Silent Hills. Hideo Kojima was, re, uh, you know, create, not recreating, but um, reviving Silent Hills. It was awesome. I remember being there in the moment. Moment, It was crazy. And then now people believe something is happening again with this game called Abandon. There's like a PlayStation blog post about it. Uh, today, there Jason Schreier did an interview with the guy that is supposed or is real, um, the head of this studio. Uh, but Jason asked him some relatively easy questions like who's funding you, etc. Because how is this game going to have 4K graphics? How he, he asked some relevant questions like if you're not, if this is not all front for a Kojima game, like what? How are you getting this much money? Who work? Who who do you work with? How many people work here? Um, not like drilling him or anything, but just very basic questions and didn't really get any answers. I don't think it's been put to bed. Jeff Grubb did say supposedly Kojima is working with someone else. Um, so I don't think it's a Kojima game. I, of course I want it to be, if it's silent Hills or it's some other, I don't even know, you know, would Sony or Xbox be able to basically third party up, you know, and be the playing nice between Hideo and uh, Cap, not Capcom, uh, Konami, who he was kind of like, fuck you, Konami, when he left. Um, that was a very not good split. Or is this, um, would they be able to manage that to let Hideo have Silent Hills, you know, Silent Hill, the franchise back and access to that? Who knows? Um, but I do think it's some, I, I think the, it's awesome. I think it's a lot of fun if Hideo Kojima is doing this again. Um, the fact that people are onto it means like maybe he should. This should be the last time. Um, but I want to believe that there is a Hideo Kojima horror game um, coming out, and that this is all an elaborate PR stunt. Uh, I can understand getting a little um, bored with it or just being like uh, again. Um, but I think it's. I think it's a lot of fun personally falling down the rabbit hole. Um, and reading some of those reset era threads. So I am I a believer? Yes and no. Like, do I want to believe? Yes. Do I think it's for sure a Kojima game? Definitely not. Um, but we'll see. Um, and then what I've been playing. Just a quick update. I'll talk about this definitely more um, with Dominic and Misha. But I played some Returnal. I played. I've not beat Returnal. Just going to be honest. That game is hard as hell, uh, played Resident Evil, also didn't finish that, that was more of a case of boredom, um, and there's some Metroidvania parts of that game where, uh, it's just annoying, and I was like, I don't want to have to walk through this castle, 
and now go find all these things to leave the castle. At, like, it's... I mean, a lot of people have said it's not as scary as 7, which I haven't beat 7, but that's also because I played in VR and it was terrifying. So I can confirm not as scary as 7. Um, but, like, a little scary in an annoying way and more just like, I've been through this castle and now i got to go through again and find these things and... It's more just, like, annoying when something pops up um, because you're not walking around with that constant dread, um, but you are, like, but I don't know. It's just, you you can't walk around freely and just expect, like, and know that nothing's going to pop out or fuck with you, but also it's not filling you with con- a constant fun dread. So it's... It just comes across as tedious more than anything, um, and a lot of people really liked it. Not hating on that, not saying it's some bad game. I personally just got to a point where I was like, yeah, I'm good for now. Um, I'm very bored right now, now that I platinum Ratchet and Clank. That's not a flex, very easy platinum. Um, but it is, it is phenomenal. It is my game of the year. I've also played a lot of games this year um, for my series, which I, I think I was, same amount, I, in the last two months, I've not beat or played Witcher. Sorry. I've been trying to keep up with current games, then failing at it a lot um, is what's gone on in the last two months, other than, of course, beating and platinuming Ratchet and Clank, um, which that's very briefly what I've been playing. I also played some multiplayer, of course, played Overwatch Anniversary event. That's fun. It's like riding a bike, jumping back in, um, and just feeling like you're pretty competent. That's, that's always... Uh, I don't have that feeling a lot. For multiplayer, I'm not the best, but I am pretty solid Overwatch. So that was a lot of fun. But this kind of ties in um, to the last segment I want to do here. I'm already at 30 minutes. God damn, I can rant. Um, 2021 is weird. I talked about that with the COVID situation and everything that went on. Um, and I think I want to do a video about this, so maybe I won't. But I'm, again, I want to talk through this idea here where it's like a little bit more of a free forum. Um, and if you're listening this far... Thanks. I'm glad you like hearing me talk. I'm not as structured. I'm definitely rusty, but it feels good to just talk. Uh, and I really want to make sure the audio quality is good. I'm a little worried. I've been a little too loud. So some of my explosives have not been great. And I've definitely been a little dehydrated in this room. It's definitely kind of hot. And I've got a bunch of lights on. Um, 2021 is weird because of the COVID situation. I said earlier, we're lucky to be getting video games at all. That definitely applies, and we've gotten some good games. Regardless of, I think, Returnal and Resident Evil, or Returnal's too hard, Resident Evil was a little tedious. They're definitely good games, um, with a lot of detail, especially in Returnal, um, and a lot of attention and love. But, I don't think we have a clear game of the year outside of Ratchet and Clank. And what my case, what I, what I want to do here is make a case for Ratchet and Clank as Game of the Year, as Goaty. Not just so far, but looking at it, and Sony will really throw the wrench in it. But I think Ratchet and Clank has a pretty easy path to sweeping, or not, maybe sweeping is a little bit of a overstatement there, sorry, uh, but like pretty damn close to sweeping um, the goaties this year, and here's why. We're in June. We don't, I mean, Mario Kart, Mario Golf Super Rush looks like a lot of fun, but 
I'm going to go through, and I'm not going to, like, if some indie or smaller game pops off as game of the year, great. No offense to that. But we're going to look through, like, serious challengers here real quick. Um, We're going to do this exercise. Mario Golf Super Rush, June 25th. Great. That's that's not beating Ratchet and Clank as Goaty. Um, Scarlet Nexus uh, could, I guess. It it looks like that had a demo I haven't played. I have a download it on PS5. I don't think that's going to be Goaty, though. Um, sorry. Monster Hunter Stories 2. I, oh, that's an expansion of Wings of Ruin. Um, I guess Monster Hunter Rise would maybe... That or Returnal would be its real competitors now, which we can talk about. Um, and I think this is... Before I continue, I think this is significant because Ratchet & Clank, I think, is really good. I think it's a 9 out of 10. I don't... And as incredible as some of the... As some of the tech is, as gorgeous as it is, I don't think it's transcendent in a way that Mario 64 was. I would even argue I don't think it's quite the level of Mario Super Mario Odyssey, but I think it's trying to be a different game, so that's okay. But despite not being transcendent, I just want to talk about I think this might be its year, um, especially if, like I said, with Sony, if Horizon doesn't come out. If they have to just use the third-party marketing for the for their fall, it kind of clears the deck for, I think, some solid but unspectacular games to be its competition, um, and which we're going to go through here. Uh, Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword HD. I mean, it's an HD remaster of a contra- not a controversial, but a divisive Zelda game. Obviously, that wouldn't be Goaty. Um, Death's Door looks great. That is one of the games... Um, in uh, on E3 that looked awesome. Forgot I forgot that one, but fantastic game. Probably not Goaty, although if that was one of those indie games that popped up, um, it's possible that you know that I could be wrong there. Uh, just yeah, not a lot of good stuff in August. Not some of these could be great. Skatebird looks fun. That's not you know that's not winning Goaty. Maybe Hades retroactively for people that haven't played it. That game's phenomenal. I will definitely be buying it. Uh, for PS5, because I would like to get the Platinum. Um, and I just prefer playing on my PS5. There's no shade against the Series X. Um, it's awesome that people will get to play that for free through Game Pass. I guess not free. free you know what I mean. 12 minutes. Looks great. That, like, Death Door, 12 minutes. One of these games could pop and be that next level that maybe we're not thinking originally. Um, and they could be a serious competitor. Uh, King of Bridge of Spirits. It could be, I just don't see it. I, I love that game. I think it's going to be gorgeous. I don't think it's going to reach the same heights as Ratchet. Same with Psychonauts 2. I think these are a lot of solid B and C tier games, and I don't think there's anything wrong with being a C tier game, by the way. C's are fun. It, play, swimming in sevens is fun. But if it's, you know, Psychonauts 2 is a seven and a half, eight, I don't think that's beating Ratchet. Now here's probably... It's bigger. It's biggest uh, competition, I think. Also, Lake Lake that game looks cool. Greg Miller was talking about that. You're like a mailman. Um, I'm looking forward to Life is Strange: True Colors. Maybe that's one. If it's so good, we all talk about it. But it seems like it's another Life is Strange game. So I think it has that kind of working against it and people's uh, preconceived notions of it. WarioWare gonna be a lot of fun. <laughs> Nobody's giving WarioWare Goaty. It's biggest competition. You you probably think in theory here, is going to be Deathloop. And Arcane has run into kind of this issue where I feel like 
they're people love their games, but they don't not they don't get quite enough um, eyeballs, love, sales to stake their claim for Goaty. Um, but I think I think it's really really possible that you're looking at Returnal, Ratchet, and Deathloop as like the three main competitors here. Like these, you know, at the end of the year, game of the year, Jeff Keighley's doing his awards. If those three are in there, I don't think it's shocking. Now, if Horizon comes out, I think it immediately becomes the front runner. But let's keep going here. Rainbow Six Extraction. Sure, it'll have a lot of people to talk about it. Sure, it'll be fun. That's not getting goatee conversations. Um, Sable looks great. That one, I throw that in the bucket of indies that maybe they pop. It's like big enough to, um, to you know, pops. Possibly warrant goatee. Um, Super Monkey Ball, Banana Mania. That I just want to say that game looks awesome. It's this isn't. Um, that's obviously not Goaty. <laughs> uh, Far Cry Six. Listen, man. I maybe this is the year Far Cry does it. I'm not hedging my bets. Looks fine. Metroid Dread. Don't think it's big enough scale. I think the people that'll love it will really love it. Don't see it getting consideration. That's kind of how I feel about Back for Blood. Even though personally, I'm pumped for. Back for Blood. I think it'll be a lot of fun. Plan on playing that. If I'm big enough and we got people that want to join in on a stream or something, that would be cool. Um, Battlefield 2042 is the multiplayer-only game winning. Maybe maybe that's got enough big reach. Uh, and then four days later, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy um, also looks pretty fun. Um, I forgot to mention that at E3. That looks solid. Don't think it's winning, Goaty. Just going to say, if that game is an 8, great. Um, especially because Avengers sucked. Like some people, are like it wasn't good. I, I have it. I didn't want to play that game. It, no offense. I know a lot, there's some defenders, but come on, the Guardians. If Guardians should be a definitely improvement, a step in the right direction. Hopefully for them. Um, Forza. It looks jaw dropping. Do we just give Forza Goaty? I don't. I don't think the collective high mind will. And I also. To piggyback off of this, think this will be a year where it's very like a lot of out outlets just you know give it like they'll they'll I'm sure there'll be some outlets to give Forza Horizon Five is what I'm saying and Kina, but I think you know they always do on Reset Era a compilation of how many um you know of like how many sites give you know X game Goaty. So maybe maybe this is the year that a couple sites show Forza some love. I don't think it's winning the consensus Goaty. I don't think it's winning like the Game Awards Goaty. Um, Shimagami Tensei Five for Switch. Yeah, that's it's not happening. Um, Pokemon remakes, sh- brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. I will probably almost assuredly <laughs> buy one of those. It's not winning, and I don't know what Jeff Keighley's cut off. But this would be my the one other like maybe that's a comp- contender as well although maybe it gets pushed um is dying like to stay human i know they have a cutoff for the game awards does this game bite itself in the ass is that too late i think it may be um advanced wars one and two reboot just want to say that looks cool as hell never played the game boy advance games but i will probably play that um and there are you know there's a whole list here of games that just have no date or anything it's possible something comes out. There are other good games, but I mean, we're looking at the big ones. We're looking at really the heavy hitters. And I'm not seeing a ton. Like, I think it's Deathloop and 
what was the other one I said? And like maybe Far Cry Six. Yeah, I just. Oh no, Re- Returnal. Yeah, so Returnal, Ratchet and Clank, and Deathloop. Interesting that they may those heavy hitters would all be Sony exclusives. You know, probably doesn't look great for Xbox, but yeah, they've they've got, I, they're going to have a year where it's just a shit ton of games come out, um, and there's nothing Sony will be able to do about that other than they better hope they have a pretty solid counter uh, offer that year. But yeah, I think I think Ratchet and Clank could do it. I think Ratchet and Clank just to bring up a sports analysis here, could be having, you know, its year the same way the Final Four in the NBA this year. It's the Atlanta Hawks, the Bucks, the Clippers, the Phoenix Suns. Nobody saw this shit coming, but it makes sense. Things were rushed. Superstars got hurt. This is Ratchet and Clank's moment, maybe. I think Ratchet and Clank is probably never, ever winning a goatee. I love Ratchet and Clank. It's probably not happening if it doesn't happen this year. And also... Arcane games have run into a lot of issues. So this, you know, this could be the year for Deathloop as well. If it's really good and it doesn't get pushed back. I'm really excited for that game. Returnal, probably too hard, probably a little too early in the year to win. I'm not saying it can't, but I think it's got a little more stacked against it than um, Ratchet and Deathloop would. Um, But yeah, I just wanted to make my case and state, I thought it was interesting. Um, Maybe other people... Don't think it's interesting. This would probably, this might be my least um, listened to pod. Also, if you're here from the future listening because of my YouTube content, thanks. I appreciate it. Um, If you think this is significantly worse than my YouTube content, I'm sorry. I just wanted to do this pod. I thought it might be fun. I ranted a little. Felt like a pod. I just didn't get as many jokes off. And, you know, it wasn't, the vibes weren't as good with no Dominic, no Misha. But hey, I, I made the best of it. Um, hopefully we get a Dominic and Misha pod later this week. No promises. Like I said, I'm not doing any word backs for the title. I'll, I'll, I said it at the beginning of the episode. Um, but I feel like that's different. Uh, but we, you know, I'm back. Uh, if this is popular enough, people like it, I'll probably be back once a week. Um, just to talk about maybe a different topic. Uh, of course, if I can't get Dominic and Misha, then I won't hesitate. I'll go a little more elaborately into what I'm playing and what I think about it. There, I promise, no more 20-minute E3 rants, at least not for another year. Uh, that took up the most of the pod. We're at 42 minutes. I was like, oh, this will be a nice 20, 30-minuteer. Here I am, 42 minutes. I just can't stop myself. Um, I had a lot to get off my chest just to talk about games and how I felt. Um, and I think, I again, I appreciate it so much for all of you. Uh, let me know if the audio quality, if you if it was too loud, uh, not loud enough, if you're just like, just... The, ro- the pod mic is supposed to have an internal windscreen. But I heard some plosives in this pod, and so now I'm starting to think, fuck, I need to get a windscreen. But let me know what you think. Again, I appreciate it so much. Have a great day, night, week, whatever, guys. Whatever, guys.